All right, y'all, got to tell you about another great Libertarian podcast. We love these dudes, Brian and John, from Lions of Liberty. You guys know about them because they are one of the best, longest-running Libertarian anarchist podcast networks in the world. They started way before we did. I mean, crazy. They're like almost the first one. On Mondays, John Notomat delivers a powerful mix of inspiration, health, and faith to set your mind, body, and soul free with Finding Freedom. Every Wednesday, Brian McWilliams will make you laugh at our broken world while providing the promise of a better future with Mean Age Daydream. Friday includes shows like Meme Wars or Hate Watch, where they're famous libertarians in living rooms drinking liquor. Lions of Liberty, the first step towards freedom. Listen today to the Lions of Liberty Network everywhere podcasts are found. Well, what is going on, all of our liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another dumb-ass episode of Good Morning Liberty. <laughs> My name is Charles Chuck Thompson, alongside of me spitting out his Dr. Peppa Zero, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. It's dumb bleep of the mother trucking week, and we got to get we got to sound it off on the right tone here. We got a lot of Dr. Pepper Zero happening right now. This is we not do. an ad. Yeah, no, it's not. It should be. I was looking for the sip and sand scan code we used to run, but... No, it's not on there, man. They're not offering it anymore. I got rid so. of those things. It's a different yeah. company altogether. You but know. you should still subscribe to the show. Go to joingmail.com to sign up for the live group and uh, make sure you hit that plus button on your Apple podcast or follow on Spotify, whatever you want to do. We talk about life, liberty, the pursuit of meaning, Steven Crowder, <laughs> slave wages, and all kinds of other dumb things going on. Those, those are the things That's the main. that we talk about. Mm. So we this is Dumb Bleep of the Week. If it's your first episode, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for hanging on so far. We're going to go through a lot of dumb things that were said in politics over the last six or seven calendar days. And then the people hanging out with us live via joingmail.com, they are going to vote on which one was the dumbest. And then they will go all the way to Dumb Bleep of the Year, and we'll see. Who's going to receive the and coveted? Just, so you know, there's so much dumb that happens throughout the week that it, it has to be scaled down. Oh yeah, from the actual amount of dumb. So I, you're you're only seeing a subset of like the mm -hmm. dumbest of the dumb for the week already. I told the group I had forty this morning that 40, I was going through. Forty dumbs. We came down to nine that we are going to be voting on today. Although number three, I think, has five inside of it. So. It's kind of complicated what the, uh, what the like numbers that are. Just police officer. <laughs> <laughs> number Megan is going to have a lot. <laughs> All right, so don't believe number one. Let's talk about Steven Crowder. Now, why are we talking about this? This is just some BS drama that's going on. It is. It's kind of fun to talk about. It's working. About. It's working for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is exactly what he wanted. Some people in our group are not going to agree with some of our thoughts on this, and we get it. The dude is... I get it. I don't know if he's... I guess you would still call that punching up, because Daily Wire is yeah. bigger. Mm -hmm. But considering they have Ben Shapiro, which is a way bigger podcast... Not way bigger, but a lot bigger podcast. Crowder's bigger on YouTube. Yeah, but... But Shapiro's bigger than, than, than Crowder. On podcasts, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Daily Wire overall is bigger, considering they've got... Jordan Peterson and Matt Walsh and Michael Knowles, Candace Owens, they they have a good spread mm -hmm. of people. So the uh, the controversy, I'm sure you know what's going on, but basically Crowder was not happy with a contract that they gave him back in October. Turns out it was a term sheet. It was a term sheet, not a contract. Um, they didn't really negotiate back and forth very much. I Crowder, offered a similar one to Nate. Yeah. Of the same. I'm waiting he, a little bit before. So I, that's too much. Yeah, <laughs> I talked myself down. Yeah, he did. And so he's going on a rampage right now about Big Con, and he's upset. I don't agree with what he's doing, but uh, that's not exactly the subject of the dump. Here's the subject of the dump. In one of his videos, he mentioned this slave contract, and he talked about this uh, exploitation that was happening. He recorded a conversation with Jeremy. Uh, Lost his last name there Boring. for a second. Boring. Mm. I recorded a conversation with Jeremy Boring, who's the CEO um, and co-founder of Daily Wire, 
along with Ben Shapiro and some other people, I think, and recorded a, com- a phone conversation with him where he talked. He said the word slave wages. Well, Jeremy Boring did. That's yes. not this specific part right now. Boring but said, he's using that clip of Boring saying slave wages. Now which, he is. Yes. Yeah. We don't know what the context is, but he's using that and you know to liken himself to getting a fifty million dollar contract. I as saw slave the, wages. The defense. I saw Tim Pool tweet this out that he wasn't saying that the fifty million dollars is a slave thing. It's it's the contract itself. It's the it's all the stipulations that are inside of it where he would lose money and stuff if he got banned. That's not any better, man. Slaves didn't get to negotiate their contracts. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to let this one slide. You know why? Because we've made fun of other people who talked about slave wages and slave contracts. And comparing things Mm -hmm. to slavery. And so what we're going to do is we're going to be philosophically consistent in the moment, and we are going to call out someone else. Before we get to that dumb, though, the dumb part of it, Mm -hmm. what what do you think about the whole situation? Me? Yeah, like, like... Do you side with anybody or are you just kind of watching from the sidelines and like, you know? No, I um I think Crowder is wrong in this instance. I think that he's probably worth more than what they offered him. And uh I and I don't think that he should have taken the deal. I don't think it's a good deal for him. And maybe they can't offer whatever it is that he is actually worth. I tweeted out a little bit this morning. There's a big risk for the Daily Wire here of Crowder getting fully banned. You know, Crowder is a guy who has Alex Jones on the show and everything. The Daily Wire people don't do it. The Daily Wire is essentially your local news at noon compared to <laughs> Stephen Crowder. And and so there's a big risk that they're taking on if they were to bring him into the Daily Wire where a ban of Crowder, for whatever reason, whether he's uh, making fun of the George Floyd situation or he's got Alex Jones on there and he says something, whatever it is, where a ban of Crowder could extend all the way throughout the Daily Wire and affect all of them and, and tear down a lot of the stuff that they're doing, and they, could, they still have a ton of corporate sponsors. And so I think the contract represented the risk that is involved in bringing Steven Crowder on. I get it that he's got a bunch of subs. And I do, think, I do think they lowballed him, but that, that's what you do in business, right? Anytime yeah. you're negotiating a deal, you always start way off the number, right? You. And you people should you all of you should do this in what your do you salary. Mean you people, I'm t- like I'm talking to the people on the podcast. Oh, okay, all of you should do this. Everyone should do this in salary negotiations, when you're buying a car, whatever. You always want to either increase the value that you th- so you can meet somewhere in the middle that's going to be more aligned with what you're actually willing to take. Um, and same for the business, they're going to shoot. They're going to lowball him, and and he's going to come back and say, "Well, I think I want this." and you know, if it's way too far off, they'll be like, I just went through this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Actually, somebody called me a week ago, and they were like, hey, this is what we want to do. And I was like, yeah, let me think about it. Looked at all the numbers, and I was like, the math ain't math in here. Mm-hmm. And I I told, I, I called him and said, hey, look, I think we might be too far off. I don't know if we can come to a deal. Like you like, need a double. Right. Um, so I, I just don't think we're going to be able to come to a deal. We really can't meet in the middle here, so... You know, if we can work out something else, that'd be great. But, and you know, business is business. Have you tried to destroy that guy afterwards? Right, right. Now, what I think Crowder is doing, smart. Although I do think he's being a baby. Well, I don't know if it's smart because he's burnt, he's going to burn a lot of bridges here. That's the only thing. Like what he's doing to get the publicity is smart. Mm -hmm. However, he's burning so many bridges along the way. What's the long term solution going to be? You know, is the mug club or whatever it's called going to be sustainable enough, you know, to burn I th- all... To, I think he can to, make plenty of money. I just don't think burn, he's going to have any friends. To burn all the bridges that yeah. you have to burn to get there. And the other thing is, okay, so he's upset that the Daily Wire wants to basically self-censor, as we do, so we can try and stay on the media platforms. Also, as everyone else has pointed out, as he does as well, because he's still on YouTube and he does non-YouTube segments, so he can say everything he wants to say. Everyone else has already pointed that out. And he's upset about how, you know, milk, toast, vanilla, the Daily Wire is. Then let the Daily Wire be the Daily Wire, and you do your own thing, man. And that is what I think he wanted to do. And he is using them as a step to step on on the way there. 
I've never listened to Steven Crowder before, <laughs> and I can tell you after this, I probably never will. But it's be- he's doing it because he knew Ben Shapiro would talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's great. And, and Candace Owens is going to talk about it. And I'm sure Michael Knowles and Matt Walsh and all the Daily Wire people are going to come out in defense of you know their friend Jeremy. Well, and he knew we were going to talk about it. He knew we were going to mm-hmm. talk about it, yeah. So, uh, Magoo, if you have any ideas for that, let us know, um, by the way. He says, if, if you haven't learned how to monetize getting banned by now, you're not worth signing a contract with. I'll tell you. Um, I mean, we found other ways to monetize some things, but it's not what it used to be. It's, so. it's um, yeah, we'll talk about other stuff like that. So, so here's a video I made. This is a, uh, listen, it's a joke. I took pieces of what he said when he was talking about Colin Kaepernick and, call, and, and likening the NFL to slavery. And I put it with a couple quotes probably taken slightly out of context. It's a funny video, okay? But he did say slave contract, and he did talk about exploitation. Slave wages. And he, to me, is coming off as one of those emotional conservatives that hates uh, business and entrepreneurship and corporations almost as much as he hates the government. He comes off as a very anti-business type person. And as we've said for a long time, the big problem we hear is that both the right and the left, they really hate business. And when he talks about exploitation and, and slave stuff, like here he is, he's not enslaved. He didn't sign a contract. He's doing fine, but he's using all that emotional trigger language that people use when they want to talk about how much they hate corporations to try and make people uh, feel more emotional about it. So they will give him money. That's not, uh, not lost on anyone, Stephen. Here's my little mashup. I will transition Mug Club into a full-scale network with independent content creators who don't want to be locked into slave contracts. I can't even describe it to you. I could tell you that he compared it to slavery. Have been locked into exploitative contracts that I have the luxury of not having to sign. What's your name, boy? What's your signing bonus? We're about to offer you <laughs> 10 million. <laughs> 15 million, ah, just go down to 12. You're starting too high on the deal. All right, 13 million, no boy. Take your 10 million signing bonus. Independent content creators who don't want to be locked into slave contracts. None of the slaves, by the way, in that auction uh, became multi-millionaires in the deal. Those yeah, bids a little bit of a difference. were not going to the slaves when they were bidding for it. Okay. I thought, I thought it was pretty funny. I think it's hilarious. You know, it is. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. So that's dumb bleed number one goes to Stephen Crowder. Stephen Crowder. Any other thoughts on that, Chuck? How you how you feeling on that? I, yeah. I mean, he's definitely playing to the emotional uh, heartstrings <laughs> so of cool. folks. I didn't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I didn't want to do this, but I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. No, I'm, I'll, I did it. Oops. Yeah, and I definitely think, um, you know, he's punching up at the Daily Wire. He's doing it for publicity. He's burning up a lot of bridges along the way. And look, when it comes to contract negotiations, you typically in the business world, somebody will send you something, you send something back. You know, I've redlined contracts. I've had attorneys review them, vice versa. It goes back and forth, and then you settle on a deal where both parties feel like it's fair for them. And look, maybe he is, I think he countered at $140 million or something like that. And maybe he's worth that. I don't know. I don't know exactly how much he's bringing in. And, uh, you know, maybe he could have redlined some things in the, in the terms and been like, hey, but we're not close here. Let's, like, let's see if we can make some kind of deal. But instead, instead, he chose to do this. And whatever. Look, when you are um, at his level, or even if you're an up-and-comer, the thing is, you don't have to sign a, a contract. Like, could a contract enslave someone? Potentially. But no one, there's no such thing as forced song, contract signing anymore. Yeah. It's, it's uh, not I would a thing. Still, I would still say, like, you got to voluntarily sign the contract. Yeah. So using enslavement as any type of a comparison is, uh, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, not do, it's doing a disservice to people who have been enslaved and never had their lawyer look over their contract. Yeah. Uh, beforehand. Yeah. So that's and what Magoo <clears throat> said. This Other people were saying this. Like, I didn't want to do this, but, you know, if you look at the timeline of when he purchased Stop Big Con, 
I think it's .org or .com, whatever it is. He did it a month before he recorded the phone call. He he, he set all of this up. It's all planned so we can make money. It's very that's it's what clearly it seems obvious. like. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, that's number one. Steven Crowder. For Steven. Uh, Charlie, have I told you that I wanted to talk about reparations yet this week? No. Well, I've been wanting to talk about that because San Francisco has had a plan. And let me, uh, I'll take the first portion, you take the second. I've been uh, wanting to talk about it my whole life. Okay. Because I'm not racist. I'm not a racist. You are in favor. You heard. I never said I was in favor. I just said okay. I'd, I've been wanting to talk about it. I got you. Just so everyone knows that I'm not a racist. You listened to uh, Dr. King's speech and you were like, reparations. That's what that is. Yeah. I should not be judged on the color of my skin, but the content of the reparations I am I am to receive mm -hmm. is what he said. That's It was in there. Yeah. Um, sometimes you get edited versions, don't have it in there, but um, you get the raw footage from the FBI and uh, they'll show it to you. That's Nina right. Turner, we're just kicking this off from Honor Dr. King's Legacy, Support Reparations. She's real big on that. Um, but San Francisco, they got a panel that they put together to try and stop some of the rioters from burning down their buildings back in 2020. And they put these people together to see what type of, um, whether or not people deserved any reparations. And so this first piece will come from Zero Hedge, and then uh, I'll have Charlie go into what the Chronicle actually said about it. San Fran City Panel urges reparations of $5 million per black adult. There we go. Mm. That's a pretty this good deal. This is just deal. a start. Oh, yeah. The San Fran Government Advisory Committee on Reparations has recommended the city pay eligible black residents $5 million apiece. That's just the headline recommendation from the San Francisco African-American Reparations Advisory Committee, or ARAC, which was created by the city's board of supervisors amid 2020's nationwide racial tumult. Next on the wish list, quote, a comprehensive debt forgiveness program that clears all educational, personal, credit card, payday loans, etc. The group said, as if $5 million a person is not going to be enough. It's... Apparently not. <laughs> okay. The group said this measure will get blacks out of an inescapable cycle of debt so they can build wealth. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's how you build wealth. <laughs> you just give a bunch of money away to people. We could talk about this now if you want to, but um, giving people, just giving people money. Now, $5 million and wiping away debt, probably going to have a lot of people that do build some wealth from that. I would say it's less than 20%. Yeah. I bet you it's going to be around 1%. Yeah. <laughs> More than likely. The other 99% will go, yeah. they'll be back in poverty pretty soon. That 1% is going to gather up all of the money from all of the other 99 because they're going to be the one selling the thing that everyone wants. Mm -hmm. But no, that's the problem with just giving people money. If you don't invest it towards something or you buy assets that appreciate or you start a business or whatever it is, then all you do is you give that money to other people who are doing that. And mm -hmm. then they build the wealth. Okay. Amen. And so that is why this continues to be a problem. This the, is not all, though. The committee also wants a welfare program that targets a $97,000 annual income for low-income blacks for the next 250 years. Yeah. As if we're still going to be alive. Have they not read the it's, latest IPCC reports? It's the, it's the fight for nearly $50 an hour. That's <laughs> what it is well they're just adjusting for inflation yeah. in the future probably yeah fifty dollars an on. hour two thousand hours a year yep that's a hundred grand mm. so fifty dollars an hour that's what they're looking for Cent told you everyone who said the fight for 15 that's not enough you know we were all conspiracy theorists whatever it spells it out right here dude that's on top of five million this is the fight for 50 that's on top of five million wiping out all the debt and then basically a hundred k a year mm-hmm Minimum. Well, what do you need the 100K? Okay. Those who qualify. Oh, sorry. There's a couple things. Centuries of harm and destruction of black lives, black bodies, and black communities should be met with centuries of repair or destruction of everyone else's lives and everyone else's bodies and everyone else's communities. At least it's fair. You know what they say? 250 more years of wrong make a right. That's right. Like my granddad used to say all the time. I'm sure yours did too. 
There's no sure way of guaranteeing. Oh, this is from Zero Hedge. They say there's no sure way of guaranteeing an indiv individual will stay low income than promising to round them up to 97,000. Why would you ever do anything productive in society if you're just guaranteed 100K? Tell me why you would ever get off your ass ever again, Charlie. Probably wouldn't do much. No. Why? You know what I would do? I would do this podcast probably. And <laughs> trade. <laughs> that's how you know you're doing what you want to be doing. I would trade stocks and I would do this podcast. That's, uh, that's what I would do. Mm -hmm. Maybe take a few more vacations, but not as compared to this year because, good Lord. Those who qualify for reparations should also receive. Oh, but wait, there's more. Should also receive payroll tax, business tax, and property tax credits to, quote, create structures and pathways to mitigate tax consequences for recipients of reparation funds. Mm -hmm. Therefore, what they're saying is they know that they're going to have to tax the F word out of the people if they were to ever actually pay for this and do this thing. And therefore, they want to make sure that none of the black people that qualify are going to have to pay any taxes. Mm -hmm. Never mind that California wasn't a slave state, says the committee. Quote, while neither San Francisco nor California formally adopted the institution of chattel slavery, the values of segregation, white supremacy, and systemic repression and exclusion of black people were legally codified and enforced. A little note in here, you know, they got to figure out who qualifies, and I just wonder if they're going to require that people show an ID whatsoever because can't. I don't know if they know this, but it's going to be physically impossible for them to figure out who to give this to because the black people there don't have any type of identification. According to the left. There's no birth certificates. There's no IDs, nothing like that. They can't use the internet, so you can't apply online. They're not even going to be aware of the program in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> According to the left. I know, that's the thing. Like, can you imagine you would say. Can you imagine that actually being a thought in your head and also calling other people racist? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. That's what makes it funny. San Francisco's budget is around $14 billion, and there were 47,000 African Americans in the 2020 census, so just 10,000 residents qualified. The $5 million payment alone would cost $50 billion, and so they're going to need to uh, tax just the rich. I'm sure only all rich people it. would. <laughs> they're going to have to tax everything. Like all of their money. Probably. Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> Continuing on here. This is, uh, what's, where is this from? <clears throat> Uh, this is actually from the OS, oh, the San, San Francisco, Francisco Chronicle. Chronicle. By the way, there's a website you can use to look at uh, subscription-only websites. Ah, okay. And so it'll, because those websites, they have to register, basically they have to have Google scrape their their sites for keywords. And so it goes into a system when that happens, and they put it behind a paywall. It's not very libertarian of me, <clears throat> but I figure... They deserve it. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. The way that the San Francisco Chronicle words this, a century after Lincoln signed the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation, Martin Luther King Jr. stood on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. And, and lamented how the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity, he said during his 1963 I have a dream speech. King could have been describing today's today's San Francisco, a 47-square-mile city that's home to more than 60 billionaires and at least 7,000 homeless people, around 40% of whom are black, despite black people representing only 5% of the population. As if that matters. Mm -hmm. Now, none of this means <clears throat> that, you know, in our history, black people didn't have a hard time. That's, that's for, well, not just a hard time, but... That's clearly the case. Yeah, it's ob obviously the case. I don't think anyone disputes that either. Right. I don't even think racists would dispute that. It's not disputed. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's Jim Crow was a thing. Segregation was a thing. Those mm -hmm. are all terrible. Was, slavery happened. Yes, I disagree with all of those. I know you got. I mean, you still got a few hanging out, like the Daily Wire and stuff like that, trying to enslave people. But yeah. other than that, they've gotten rid of most. Of, NFL still out there. Yeah. Right up until he was assassinated in 1968, King argued that economic justice was integral to racial justice. The idea at the core of, the, of a draft proposal to the San Francisco African-American Reparations Advisory Committee represented, uh, presented to city leaders last month. 
What happens next will show whether San Francisco politicians are serious about confronting the city's checkered past or are simply pretending to be. If they don't go... <laughs> Never mind that they don't even have the money <laughs> to cover the $5 million alone. Mm -mm. They can't even give 10000 mm. of their 40,000 residents $5 million. No, they don't have the money to do it. But if they don't do this, then they're not serious about solving the problems. AARAC calls for one-time... We've already gone over that. Uh, to qualify for the payments, residents must be 18 at the time the committee's proposal is enacted because if you're younger than that, then... You've, you've suffered no problems. You <laughs> clearly haven't suffered anything. Uh, you have... Uh, you uh, And have identified as black or African-American. I guess Elon Musk is going to get some money. On public documents for at least 10 years. So yeah. you've had to be you've had to identify it as black for ten years, and have had public documents for that yeah. for that long too. They may also have to prove they were born in the city between 1940 and 1996, have resided in San Francisco for at least 13 years, and be someone or the direct descendant of someone incarcerated during the war on drugs. To put that in perspective, the state reparations task force will be will issue its own proposal this June believes the black Californians may be due $569 billion for housing discrimination alone between 1933 and 1977. While San Francisco isn't unique to having systemically disturbed... In so I wanted to say real quick, I put the word how in, the, in between that. How do they determine this $569 billion? You could look at... The other people in the area, I guess you could say, are not that are that are not black, and say, what? How much wealth have all of those people even saved up and created over that time? You know, they're making this assumption um. <clears throat> that all of these families and all of these people would. What, if this wouldn't have happened, they'd all have roughly five million dollars in their bank account right now? That that's just a foregone conclusion. That that's just what happens over time? The problem is you're asking racist questions. Oh, yeah, that's right. How doesn't matter. Mm. The why doesn't, it just matters are you going to do something about it. Whether or not you care. Yeah, that's, that's all that it. matters. Mm -hmm. While San Francisco isn't unique to having systemically dis, uh, disrupted its riches along racial lines. Distributed. Sorry, distributed. Uh, the city's status as a liberal bastion makes it a powerful testing ground for undoing these damages the vice chair, Hollins, told me, quote, this reparations process gives us a chance to look at the many ways, not just economically, that harm can and should be repaired. And even though San Francisco has passed policies that touch on the legacy of slavery, we have needed something that goes toward quantifying that harm. As King described in his I Have a Dream speech, America was founded by white men who wrote a fraudulent check that promised that all men would enjoy the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. King was demanding the riches of freedom and justice for black America. Almost 60 years later, the AARAC mm. is doing the same in San Francisco. What I want to know is if the riches of freedom that King was demanding is somehow akin to a guaranteed hundred grand a year and five million bucks paid out to you all and, debt wiped clean. and no debt uh, and no taxes either. Then where the, I'm cool with the no taxes. Though. No, that's fine. Then where the F is mine because I'm white, which means I've been free this whole time. Where is it? How many people do, do y'all know all my whiteies out there that are living in that situation right now? How many? No one, but they've always had the opportunity to eat. And so if they didn't get that, then it's their fault. But all of these people would have definitely been in this position had it not been for whatever the laws. We're still not saying that nothing bad happened, but where's the money come from? From where does dust this money cometh? That doesn't matter. Again, Nate, you're just, you're not seeing it. It's just... Everyone acts like there's this big bank account where we saved up all our money from the slaves and that we're just refusing to pay it back out to people. 
Yeah. It's not there. They're just going to take it away from whoever else is in the community. And then they say they're not going to charge, they're going to give tax credits to people so they don't bear the cost of giving out the payments. But those costs ripple out through the, the whole community and the economy. Anyway, you think that some of those people don't have business? And then, good Lord, giving people $5 million bucks and guaranteed money. Imagine the inflation rate in these communities in the first place. Mm. My God. Yep. It's going to be a disaster, and I kind of hope they do it. They act as if the billionaires are, like, still selling cotton. Yeah. <laughs> There's only We know that that's consolidated to, like, one company. There's only one billionaire probably still selling <laughs> cotton right now. Fruit of Loom or whatever it is. Yeah. Probably They're not even China. in America. Yeah. Okay, well, that's number two, and it's 340. We got to reparations, <laughs> though. Holy right. crap. Number three. Let's go. Now, Roll on. Uh, Whew, number three has uh, got a few parts in it. We're going to brush over some of these dumb statements. Number three is going to be called Dumb Stuff About Capitalism. All right? And this is piggybacking off of the reparations thing, which piggybacked off of Stephen Crowder saying he was given a slave contract. And uh, this person called Jay Buffont with a rainbow flag, which is fine nowadays. Uh, the reason we're talking about it is because a lot of people apparently thought this was a great idea. He said, he or she or whatever, they, who knows, millionaires and billionaires giving to charity is the same as a thief selling you your own stuff. Hmm. So there's a dumb thing about capitalism and wealth creation overall. I think he should have said government. Yeah. Is the thief selling you your own stuff. All of the money they have is theft. They, it was stolen from you. It was your, it was your labor that was stolen from you. Every time they make a profit, it's theft. Yep. So there's a dumb thing. We've covered stuff like this a bunch. Robert. Robert. Robert Is Reich? Oh, Robert. What's he say, Chuck? If Elon Musk can afford to lose $200 billion in a single year, he can afford a wealth tax. <laughs> he should have just given that money to the government. They're now using, because it used to be, oh, he made $100 billion. We got to tax the wealth. Now they're using the fact that he lost a massive portion of his wealth as evidence that they need to tax his wealth. That, that $200 billion could have gone to them. <laughs> you know? And they would have done way better with it. Yeah. I mean... But the problem is, you don't under... <laughs> he would have to sell. It's not even real. Right. It's sheets of paper that... Like, Charlie, I got an idea. I got these keys here, man. What would you sell? What would you buy these keys for, dude? Nothing. Okay, well, that's very uninteresting for the purposes of our conversation at the moment. $100. $100. These keys are worth $100. I now hold in my hand $100 at the moment. Holy crap, I have to sell these immediately right now. Charlie, what, do you, what will you pay me for them? 50 bucks. 50 bucks? I just lost 50% of my wealth right then? I just lost 50% of my wealth just like that. Yeah. Because you said you need to sell now, so I knew I could lowball you. I know. Weird. That's what happens in the market. When the su the supply uh, goes up, demand, you know, is going to remain the same, the price is going to go down a bunch. And imagine, like, if they siphoned off the wealth, then Elon Musk would lose way more because the stock price is still going down. Yeah. If, even if you could siphon the wealth, or what? The government's going to transfer shares over to the government? I'm not sure the whole market downturn of last year wasn't caused by Elon Musk having to pay his taxes. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into it. All right. All right, next. Uh, what else is dumb about... Oh, Taylor. Taylor says, does anyone have any resources? Oh, Taylor Lorenz. Sorry for the people mm -hmm. who aren't looking at the video. She's awesome. She's crying when she says this. Does anyone have any resources to try and combat a CEO pushing to force mandatory in-office time? Asking for a friend, I'm permanently remote. So she wants resources to try and to try and fight a CEO who wants to force mandatory in-office time. That's where we are in 2023. Like your job, and they're like, you need to work in the office. They're like, what? What? So, Somebody call my lawyer. What? ASAP. You're going to make me come to my job? <laughs> Dude, this should be illegal. This... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
How can you force something so heinous? We need to get to the Department of Labor on this thing. What if I get COVID in the office? Oh, man. Okay, those are dumb things about capitalism. We got to speed All right, dumb believe number four. Show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about all of you, but I feel like I'm my best self when I'm doing things that I truly care about, like this show, day trading, spending time with my family. But when you're overwhelmed, it can be tough to find the motivation to spend time with loved ones or work on a project you need to get done. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel confident, empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. I'm one of the many people that have benefited from therapy. It helped me filter through all the noise, get down to the root cause of my problems so I could actually solve them and move on. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com GML today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. John. Uh, A lot of of Davos content coming at you. Well, just John, actually, today. We might have to have a Davos special. Okay. Because there is a lot. On Monday, we're going to do a Davos Monday special? Maybe a Davos Dumb Bleep special. Davos Monday. But I did want to play old John Word Carey over here. Do you know that my, I'm going to say something that's very embarrassing for me. Lacey voted for John Kerry for president. But I will tell you why. It's because she didn't like the war. Did you get, I know you didn't like sign them, but did you get papers at least, like divorce papers? Oh, those are always on hand. Okay. Yeah. Got those drawn up. They're on the table right now? Yeah. Okay. I have fresh ones printed out every day just in case. Disgusted he's standing in front of something yellow. John wants you to know how important it's like everyone come see how cool we are. Is he still alive? Look at this face. This is a big group of people. It's weird as he kind of looks like Thomas Jefferson. Honestly, what Long I think face. What I think would be best for everyone is if this Davo this World Economic Forum thing just goes if they just keep doing it. I think they should do this all the time. Because the amount of dumb stuff that they're saying and just foot feet and mouth just constantly, the ridiculousness. I think it's better for everyone if this conference is year-round, every single day. I'm, I'm just saying. I think we should do it. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever, and, and there's no relationship. But really, that's where we are. It's a small group of elites. Select individuals that were touched by whatever it was, it was money and someone powerful. <laughs> That's what it was. I can tell you. I can tell you what it was. Yeah. It was money. I found out what it was. Uh, it was your wife, John. Her family <laughs> owns freaking Heinz ketchup or whatever. Okay. Isn't that him? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the thing. Yeah, it was I, money, John. Mm-hmm. You're just there because you have money and you're connected to someone with power. The and fact that you're probably getting paid to be there. I mean, he had this out-of-body experience where he's like, how? How crazy is this? How good are we? And what he's admitting is us random individuals who don't know jack shit about anything just by ha- random happenstance or whatever happened to us in our lives get to get together and talk about how we're going to force people to do stuff around the entire world. It's almost like a cult speech. <laughs> it is. You know, like <laughs> you are the do-gooders, you know, like you are the saviors of the earth, the whole earth. I mean, it must feel pretty powerful. I'm not going to say that, that the power, you know, would never go to your head eventually, but it has. It's gone to his head and his the bottoms of his cheeks and just all <laughs> just all over the place, John. All right, Dumbledore number five. Uh, you're right, because we still got to do the hockey thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's going to take that's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yes. I see the title of it, but I don't know. 
Yeah, so this is um, in the Minnesota House. This is an elected representative, and uh, they need to talk about just real important stuff for schools. Okay, so so let's do that. I would encourage uh, the committee to vote no on this amendment um, for a few reasons. Um, practical, financial, social, emotional. Um, first, uh, there are a lot of schools that are moving towards gender-neutral bathrooms. And if we add female, we might become obsolete very quickly. Um, second, not all students who menstruate are female. Um, we need to make sure that all students have access to these products. Um, there are obviously less um, non-female menstruating students, and therefore their usage will be much lower. And that was actually um, calculated into the cost of this um, and how much we decided to fund it. And so we, we do not expect that the non-female menstruating students will use um, these products as much as the, the students using female bathrooms, but it's important to have them there. Um, and that brings me to the, just the social-emotional reasons for that. Um, these students who are not female, who menstruate um, face a greater stigma and barrier um, to asking for these products. And so providing them in an easily accessible place. That's about all you can take of that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. You can tell she knows what she's saying is so freaking stupid because she's having trouble getting it out. Mm -hmm. She's like, um, um, you know, not all students who menstruate are females. What? <laughs> what what um, did you say? So you heard it here first. But folks. no, I checked uh, it out. I Googled it. Mm. Can men menstruate? Yeah, I Googled this earlier today. Um, uh, it says, having a period is not a feminine thing. And people of all genders menstruate, including non-binary people, agender people, and even plenty of men. Menstruate. It's in It's in the word. Men. Yeah, it's, a, it's already in the word. does does, uh, doesn't change anything about your gender. It's just a thing that some bodies do. But I, yeah, but do but do they though? Like do men menstruate? According to, I mean, I guess it's not called women straight. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yes, that's a thing. I guess as long as you have, um, I guess as long as you have some ovaries and you yeah. have a uterus. You have some fallopian tubes, so and and a vagina. Okay, then you can. Then those men. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones that menstruate. Yeah, the men with vaginas and ovaries. Yeah, naturally developing breasts and um, that menstruate. Those specific males are the ones. So, yeah, it's a very select subgroup. Okay, of males. Okay. I mean, she even said there's not many of them, and we, we've already put that in the budget, you know? <laughs> oh, no. We're all, right. all screwed. Charlie, you watch hockey. What did you think about this Time whole, um... for some, I don't know, I thought the whole situation was gay. This <laughs> <laughs> is one of the gayer hockey situations it's, we've had yeah, to deal with in is, a while. Yeah, it is. So, uh, what's his name? Pro Provorov or something like that? I honestly don't know what his name Prof. is. I just I heard about Prov. So, Provolo. Hockey does this thing called uh, "Hockey is for Everyone," and it's where they wear their gay jerseys for practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And um, it's his name is uh, Ivan I Ivan Provorov. Provorov sounds Russian. He is Russian. Yeah, there you go. I believe. Um, I, he says he's Russian Orthodox. Sorry, I don't know if he's actually from Russia proper. I'm not be, sure. Could be he is very much Russian, Costco says. Could be from Ukraine. Okay, so screw this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised so, they didn't just hang him out there on the rink. Yeah. So uh, they do this thing every year. You know, hockey is for everyone. <laughs> I've been to the I've been to, to the games. <laughs> I've been to the games where this happens. They wear the, you know, their colorful warm-up jerseys or whatever. And um, this guy decided that he wasn't going to participate. He was like, yeah, I'm not not wearing that gay jersey. You know? Yeah. That's what he said. And um, and now there's a big uproar about it. So. I got you. Really dumb. Sorry, I was just, uh, I was just making sure I put out the proper office space gift to go along with what Magoo was saying in there. <laughs> so we got a video. Um, he didn't wear the jersey for warm-ups, and everyone is very, very upset. That's, uh, that's 
that's the gist of the situation. Mm -hmm. And by upset, I mean like this is the worst thing to happen in hockey in Since recent. Jan 6. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a day they all observe, clearly, but yeah. this is the worst part. It's not as bad as Jan 6, I yeah. guess. So that's always going to... I mean, one person not participating in this means hockey isn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. So, Well, let's say a couple things here. Frank Saravelli uh, says, uh, here's the NHL's response. We'll just tell you the NHL's response. He said, hockey's for everyone is the umbrella initiative under which the league encourages clubs to celebrate the diversity that exists in their respective markets and to work to achieve more welcoming and inclusive environments for all fans. Did they have chat GPT write this, you think? Like, write a corporate BS response to yeah. a racial, con or mm. racial, sorry. Um, a gay. A gay controversy. Yeah. Yes. Clubs decide whom to celebrate, when and how, with league counsel and support. Players are free to decide which initiatives to support, and we continue to encourage their voices and perspectives on social and cultural issues because it's about diversity right it's it's you would think yeah you would think it is i feel like this guy has a diverse opinion but that's not the tolerance the only one that's not the tolerance that we live under right now no. you have to wear and everyone has made this comparison you have to wear the ribbon that's the from the seinfeld episode and that's what you that's what you got to do someone a comment was ridiculous it's a, it's a weak response he's an employee of the flyers he should be held accountable he should have not played. This is about acceptance, diversity, and inclusion. Except for his diversity. <laughs> That's true. There's a diversity totem pole. Yeah. And they were celebrating a specific part. Not good at NHL. I always thought that it was about playing hockey. The you know, National winning, Hockey League? Winning games. The National Hockey League? Yeah. No, it's an entertainment business. It's about acceptance, diversity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. Is what that... Yep. Turns out that's why I wasn't watching it this whole time, I guess. <laughs> You know, that's what was going on. Yeah. This um, video is great. <laughs> got a, we got a nice little it. video ready to go. Everybody, I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Any, uh, like I said, that's all I'm going to comment on that. Um, if you have any hockey questions, I would like, I would answer those. Just, uh, Can you just kind of fly with the theme from the National Hockey League is hockey is for everyone. The theme is not hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless you don't believe in gay rights, then do whatever you want. If the National Hockey League is going to do this, if any league is going to do this, do it properly or reevaluate what you're doing. Because there's not a lot of repercussions that I'm seeing from any league. Now, it could change with the NHL. Could change with the NHL. I think you find the Flyers a million dollars for this. I'm not kidding. Figure this out and stop offending people on nights where it's not about that. It's supposed to be about inclusivity. The National Hockey League need to attack this Pause. and figure this out. I know what we need. Gay reparations. There you go. The damage has been done. Oh, not only should they find the flyers, they should find him, the player, and then find everyone else. Who isn't gay. Who did participate. Mm -hmm. And who's not gay. Yes. So that we can have gay reparations. Now. It's not because a bad idea. This is... This is damaging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe gay people go to games for free for 250 years, something Find like that. Find the Flyers a million. I'm not kidding. No, Find the not. Flyers a million dollars. I'm not kidding. He wants this. I mean, uh, she's about to make a, a terrible point also. Let's, it was just a minute ago we were talking about the uproar that was happening with FIFA fever, where if you were seen with so much as yeah. a rainbow anywhere, you had to fear for your life, imprisonment, or death. Yeah. Seriously. So, and now here we are. I yeah. It's the same thing. What's your point? Yes. That literally you would get in trouble for wearing a rainbow anything during the FIFA. Like it puts you in prison or something. They were strict about that. That's not what this is. They're requiring everyone to wear the ribbon, to, to, wear, the, to wear the jersey. And they're getting in trouble for not, not doing it. They're not requiring. Well, I mean, yeah. she's requiring. Right. She'd have this guy strung up in the street in a second. They, they want tyranny in the opposite form. Yes. It's, it's like. Different tyranny. It's Yeah. They don't. <laughs> It's like you don't see the difference or, or see the, the irony in the situation. It's like, oh, Qatar is so tyrannical. They won't let you wear rainbow anything. And, but we're not tyrannical for trying to force you to wear something. I Ugh. just think the NHL has to do something here. This is not good enough. This is not good enough. Hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless, unless you don't agree with gay rights is not the phrasing of this. There, he didn't, no one told him 
He didn't tell anyone that they couldn't go anywhere, or they couldn't play hockey, or the other people on his team couldn't wear a rainbow jersey, or they, you know, couldn't dance around with tassels or whatever the hell they were doing during hell, warm-ups. Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers can't even say gay in their state. <laughs> Not even the Jacksonville Jaguars. They can't they can't say gay either. We're talking about hockey, Nate. I'm talking about all the, the teams. Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers. It's hockey, okay? I don't know my hockey. So if they can't say gay, I wonder if they in Florida if they wore their their pride jerseys. I don't know. They wouldn't be able you're to. either in this or you're not. And one last point. Nothing scares me more than any human being who says, I'm not doing this because of my religious beliefs. Because when you looked in people's lives, you normally say that publicly, you'd throw up at what you saw. So don't don't give me that. With respect, the National <laughs> Hockey League today needs to find that organization a million dollars and reevaluate how they support gay rights. Today! <laughs> nothing, said with all due respect. Nothing scares him more than someone who says, this goes against my religious beliefs. Mm. That's the scariest people in the world, man. It is. It is. Mm. Domestic terrorism, honestly. <laughs> uh, I like what T-Dub said here, and you can add to it, but he's like, what do you mean you don't want to wear your nipple tassels during the game to support Pride? <laughs> Eventually, but, I wanted to play the first little bit What do you mean this. you're not going to wear these assless chaps skating around the ice? <laughs> You know? Uh, Cosmo, uh, okay, you're checked in. Yeah, thank you. Here's your AIDS ribbon. Uh, no, thanks. You don't want to wear an AIDS ribbon? Uh, no, no. But you have to wear an AIDS ribbon. I have to? Yes. Yeah, see, that's why I don't want to. But everyone wears the ribbon. You must wear the ribbon. What you are? You're a ribbon bully. Hey, <laughs> hey you, come back here. Come back here and put this on. <laughs> Hey, where's your ribbon? Oh, I don't wear them. You don't wear the ribbon? Aren't you against AIDS? Yeah, I'm against AIDS. I mean, I'm walking, aren't I? I just don't wear the ribbon. Who do you think you are? Put the ribbon on. Hey, Cedric, Bob, this guy won't wear a ribbon. Who? <laughs> Who doesn't want to wear the ribbon? <laughs> I forgot how good the bass playing is for that oh, show. Oh, it's good stuff. But <laughs> Such yep. good stuff. It's the same. It's the same thing. That's why everyone's oh. been making this comparison. It's the same thing with masks and and all that stuff going what on. What a gay dumb. That <laughs> was, oh, and sadly, for the um, overall, anyone upset about this, it does seem to be that his jerseys uh, sold out online. And I looked earlier. Really, he, this is really damaging to the <laughs> NHL. They're very upset about it. I yeah. bet. Probably um, covering the the fine they're about to get. Yeah. You know? So, um, and, and is that because everyone just hates the gays? Is that what's going on? I think it's probably because people are trying to funnel money to Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Who hates gays, obviously. Yeah. That's, uh, because yeah. the guy's Russian and they're going to sh- ship him back. Yeah. Or they want to stand up for someone's right to just not agree with, the guy was polite about it. He said, hey, you guys uh, make your choices. I make mine. Yeah, I make mine. Yeah. Well, We'll be fine. Yeah. Everything's good. Now, I do. Is, is it illegal to be gay in Russia? I don't know if it is. I have or no not. clue. Obviously, we don't agree with it being illegal to be gay. No, I mean, this, just, yeah. this has nothing to do with right. gay whatsoever. Yeah. This has to do with. We have plenty of gay friends. Yeah. We love the gays. These same people, by the way, were upset when. Uh, I especially you know, love the gays at Menstruate. I seem to remember a lot of lefties. Now, this is probably hypocritical on both sides, but, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick, he did the whole kneeling, kneeling down thing. During the anthem. For gay. And I thought that that was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of people on the right are, you know, love America and all that, get really offended by that. Like, you got to stand up for this thing or you hate the troops or whatever. And uh, it's kind of the same thing just in reverse. Reverse. Mm-hmm. Right now. Yep. Only a little different. Same, same, but different. All right, dumbly number seven. Oh. Oh, I saw this. This is good. Yeah, it's not good. It's infuriating. I mean, it's a good video. It is a good video. Okay, this is, uh, LP Mises posted this. This is a guy getting pulled over. First off, I'll say he got pulled over because he flashed his lights at someone to warn them that there was a cop. Which I do when I can. Same. um, Because I would want people to do that for me. And I try to make sure there's no other cops around. Yeah. Yeah. But if you ever do get pulled over... And someone says, you flash your lights, let people know. Just, no. Yeah. You just say, no. I didn't flash my lights to let anyone know. And they're like, oh, you flashed your lights. You'd be like, 
Well, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yep. I guess I was just messing around. I hit the thing. <laughs> don't be like, oh, yeah, I was trying to let people know that you were up there. Yeah. You know? Anyway, they don't have proof. They're not going to go to court or anything like that. Even if they have it on dash cam, how can they prove that you were warning? No, you can't prove the intent behind right. the flash. Right. And is this even illegal? That was pretty stupid, wasn't it? That's so. Flashing your lights at everybody to let them know that law enforcement was sitting there running radar. Is that what I did? Is that a crime? Yeah. It is? I didn't know yeah. that. You got your license right. registration proof? Why would you do that? That's where Flashing you stop talking. He started out great. Stop talking. Yeah. I didn't know that was a crime. It is legal to have flashing lights on your vehicle, uh, not being an emergency vehicle. Huh? I said awesome. Okay. And I could take you to jail today for your unsigned registration card, but I just wrote you a citation for that. That's actually up to six months in jail. You think it's funny, sir? I'll take the ticket, sir. I know, but do you think this I'll is funny? This, I, I'm allowed to laugh. I could laugh all I'm going to sit back here for you. Jesus Christ. Sir, I'm asking you to step out. The Am I being detained? Yes, sir, you are. Step out of the vehicle. Are you serious? Place your hands behind your back for me. Are you serious? Yes, sir. Place your hands behind your back for me. Oh, man. You're serious, brother. I'm not your brother. Yeah, I'll never be your brother. I'll never be your brother. God. Oh, just power hungry narcissistic just yeah. i have control over you so i'm going to show you that i have control literally the guy got arrested because he didn't basically him laughing about the situation i mean the guy's like oh you get six months in jail for not signing your registration card and the guy's like kind of kind of laughing because it's just kind of a ridiculous thing to to threaten someone with in the first place. And the cop is admitting like, "Oh, I don't care about this. I'm yeah. not going to The cop is saying the law says this right here about your registration card, but I don't care. I'm not going to do anything about it until the guy disrespects his power and authority uh by by smirking and laughing a bit. Yeah. And then he decides he's going to arrest the dude. Jesus, this how do you is, sleep at night? I just, any of our cop friends, or in my case, cop family, that are hanging out right now watching the show, um, you know, just please, please don't be a dick. You should bully these cops, too. <laughs> and, if, and if people are like, I hate cops, because a lot of times it's because of this kind of stuff. You know, this guy, the cop didn't care about the dude's registration. He was just saying that to try and get some respect from the guy or to kind of scare him. The only reason he cared was because the guy laughed. And he did a good job at first. He was just like, I was? Yeah. That's not admitting anything. And then he says, is that a crime? You're just asking questions at that point. And then just shut up. And he says, oh, I didn't know that was a crime. He still never admits that he did. Right, it. right. You know. Just don't say anything else after that. Okay, we'll say that. We'll do the last thing. Uh, we're going to do number eight is what this is going to be. But it's going to be the uh, COVID death. We can do them all. I I'm good. The COVID death deniers. Uh, it's, you know, it takes me a solid 45 to get the episode oh, okay. out right. uh, for me to leave afterwards. So we're going to do the COVID death deniers. We talked about uh, Dr. Elena Wynn earlier. I think on Wednesday. It was kind so of this is not going to make YouTube? This part? It's not, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think it should. Yeah, maybe it, yeah. Maybe it won't. So you guys need to go to joingml.com to watch it live. <laughs> Because this isn't going to make the YouTube. Yeah, we're shills for big tech. We are around here. Uh, we're giving in to the to the censorship and the system and and all that. Uh, but we talked about how Dr. Lena Wynn, who made a big pivot, the big COVID pivot, and she was one of the hockiest hawkish people out there. And um, and she didn't think people should even leave their houses if they weren't vaccinated. Shouldn't even be allowed to in public. And uh, she and now is saying that. Maybe we're overcounting the COVID deaths. Maybe we were wrong. Yeah. And I want to point out, he says, like, she says it as a statement of fact in his little clip, article clip he puts out there, clipped out the fact that the, the article starts with opinion. <laughs> we are overcounting COVID deaths. <laughs> On his clip he puts up, it just says, we are overcounting COVID deaths. Of anyway, uh, let's hear from Mehdi Hassan over at MSNBC. 
The idea that some people die with COVID, but not from COVID, it's been a popular, and let's be honest, a conspiratorial talking point on the right since the very beginning. Now, if you hoped that such denialism, such conspiracism would have faded away, well, let me show you the headline of Dr. Lena Wen's most recent column in the Washington Post. We are overcounting COVID deaths and hospitalizations. That's a problem. I mean, how can you conflate something like deaths and hospitalizations based on anecdotes and not data, and then say you've made your case, then declare it as fact in the headline? That's bad enough. What's even worse is the fuel, the kindling, the oxygen, you name your metaphor, that she has recklessly but surely knowingly given to the anti-vaccine, anti-science, COVID-denying far-right crowd. Doctors don't routinely go around marking down gunshot victims or the victims of car accidents as COVID deaths. That is not a common thing, unless you're dumb enough to believe the Trump conspiracy that doctors have a financial motivation to inflate the COVID death tallies. And look, it is true there used to be guidance that a de- they they do have a financial motivation. They to, did, and they did it, do that. It was yeah. actually, I guess we can't put this on YouTube, huh, Stephen? Yeah. Um, it was it was literally in the CARES Act. Now, doctors might not have the incentive. Uh, hospital administrators definitely do. Definitely have the incentive yeah. to do that. But that does not mean that they that I'm saying anyone did that. Uh, that saying that people had the incentive to inflate the count because they paid more for it is not the same as me saying that they definitely did that at the hospitals. But it's not a conspiracy that the incentive process was clearly there. Right? I, I mean, am I, am I no. just conspiracy theory right no, and now? It's not just her. It's, it's, we read the article. There's other doctors that are saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah. He said that those were just two experts in the field that she's friends with, and that's it. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know, he discounted her sources on the matter and brought in his own. Death occurring within 30 days of a positive COVID test could be counted as a COVID death, but only if that death was from natural causes. So are we overcounting COVID hospitalizations? Maybe, but are we overcounting COVID deaths? No, no, if anything, the opposite is true. So for Dr. Lena Wen, this medical expert, this former COVID hawk, this doctor who should know better, for her and the Washington Post to be so clearly misleading the public on this point, on the risk of death from COVID, on the 9-11 we're having every week, is dangerous because it's a gift to the anti-science, anti-COVID right. And it's offensive too, offensive to the families of the more than a million Americans who died, yes, from COVID. If that's the case, Hassan, why, why, did your, why did President Biden release the masks mandate? Why did they stop all the nonsense? We don't have to wear masks on plane anymore, not in public. You don't even have to get vaccines or boosters or nothing. No, life is back to completely normal. If it's the case, why is life back to completely normal? He started off the thing. I mean, this was a nine-minute segment, just so everyone knows that I cut down to a minute, 55 seconds. In this, he goes to uh, some other, some experts that he decides. Oddly enough, Lena Wynn was an emergency room um, physician or whatever. And he brings in this expert who's an emergency room physician uh, to talk about the data. And the only thing he counters the claims with are, is the excess deaths rate. And he says that we are undercounting COVID deaths. More people are dying from COVID than what we have because the COVID death numbers that go up, the excess deaths number, death numbers have gone up over that. And he said the only thing that has changed from 2019 is people are getting COVID. And dying from it. Except for people weren't getting cancer screenings. They weren't going to their doctor's appointments. They stopped checking their heart. The proof that he lays out their that she is misleading the public. Suicide numbers are up. Yeah. Alcoholism deaths are up. Overdoses are up. Nope. That's what he lays out. She is misleading the public because yeah. co the excess deaths are higher than the COVID yeah. deaths, which means we are undercounting COVID because that's not. the only difference. And he's not. And I'm so tired of this shit. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm sick of it. So um, sick of it. Yep. That's um, what I'm going to die of. Sick? That's, yeah. What I'm was gonna, that, eight? Yeah, that was eight. The eight that we did? Okay, uh, let's go through these numbers, and then we'll talk about it. Number one was uh, Crowder uh, likening this contract to, or talking about these slave contracts, mm -hmm. the main thing. Number two is reparations. Number three were, I think, four dumb statements about capitalism. You know, millionaires donating to charities, just like a thief. Mm -hmm. Um Giving you, a, I don't know. Uh, number four was uh, 
John Curry at uh, Davos. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how much power we have over <laughs> How did this happen? Isn't That's this wild. amazing? Number five are the menstruation males out there. Number six is gay hockey sticks. Number seven was the smiley arrest. And number eight was the uh, MSNBC medias on COVID death deniers. Those are the things that are out there. All right, y'all get your votes in. Get your votes in on the dumb bleep of the week. Vote here channel. That's Mm -hmm. the name of the channel right there under watch live. Dumb bleep of the week. Vote here. If you want to be able to access that channel, you got to go to joingml.com. Sign up for as little as six bucks a month. We are the... One of the cheapest podcasts out. I mean, Crowder's charging ten bucks for his mug for his mug club. Yeah, Daily Wire Plus. Do you even get a 10. mug? Do you get a mug? I don't at the club? know. Wait, is that a thing? Is that why it's called a mug club? Maybe. I mean, he's Maybe. got those mugs out there. Is that a mug that you get? Daily Wire Plus is ten bucks a month. I mean, all these guys are charging you out the ass. Honestly, the, it's for subpar content. It's exploitation. What they're doing? To yes. You, you know, we, overcharging. Uh, it's greed. It's price gouging. It's part it's of big tech is. and big con. All of them mm-hmm. are. Yeah. We yeah. charge them easily six bucks a month to be part of this. But you could be a real libertarian if you want to be. So we give you the option for that. Go sign up. Join gmail.com. Go to natescrashcourse.com. That's natescrashcourse.com to learn about the market. Nate talks about his trading strategy that he has started this year and has been pretty on. I mean, green box after green box after green box, which is nice. And if you want to know what that means, then you got to go to natescrashcourse.com. And then pick up some merch. Nate's wearing the God Hates Feds t-shirt today. We have uh, puzzles. We have all kinds of cool things. We got mugs. We do. We got mugs right there on GodHatesFeds.com. So go do all that. All right, who's winning? Looks like we have a bunch of homophobics Mm. that listen to this show. Looks like the gay hockey. I'll be honest. I was hoping Steven Crowder was going to win, but honestly, the gay hockey thing, that was the... That was pretty dumb. And it's no offense to the gays that the are listening right now. menstruating males is pretty dumb, too. It's very dumb. This was a tough week. But that so. dude's response, I don't know who he was. I think he was on a Canadian channel because I heard him say, like, a boot and stuff like that. So he said something about Canada, yeah. Did he? He did. Oh, he you said something about out. trending in Canada at yeah, the end of it. That's it right. Out. He's very uh, upset about it. <laughs> Gonna have to change his boots. Yeah. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the show with a friend, a family member, or foe. Do all of those things I told you to do. And if you do, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Go Cowboys! <laughs> <laughs>